Australian Trevor McDougall's work has been instrumental in furthering our understanding of the ocean's role in regulating the Earth's climate. In November, he was recognised with this year's Prime Minister's Prize for Science for his transformative impact in the study of oceanography and ocean thermodynamics. Welcome to Cosmos Insights, where our newsroom journalists talk with the researchers who are changing our world. I'm Emma Perfetto, and this is Trevor McDougall. Congratulations, first of all, for being awarded the Prime Minister's Prize for Science. Thank you. Yeah. So I understand that oceanography is the study of the physical and the chemical aspects of our oceans. Could you explain to me a little bit about the different aspects of the oceans that you study? Yes, well, the, the ocean is really the thermal uh, flywheel for the climate system. So 92% of the extra heat that the planet's received from global warming is, uh, is in the ocean. That's where you go to look to see how fast the planet is warming. And um, the reason why the ocean could do this is because it has mixing processes inside the ocean. And it turns out that the ocean has layers of different densities and the rate at which mixing happens along these layers is a factor of 10 million times faster than across the layers. So it's like a, it's like a party drink with different colors of, of, um, of alcohol in the oh, drink. Wow. <laughs> It's very hard to get the colours mixing up, but very easy to mix along the colours. Um, and so one of the things I've done is to actually really um, understand and uh, get solutions for what these surfaces are. We've struggled for a century to really understand what are these, what's the direction of this strong mixing. And we don't want to get the wrong direction because with a factor of 10 million, things can go haywire. So that's one of the things I've done. Um, the other aspect is to do with thermodynamics, and that is addressing questions like how does the ocean uh, transport heat, and even uh, a basic question of what is heat in the ocean. Amazing, yeah. And if you were to you know, think back on your career as a scientist, can you tell me a little bit about maybe a wow moment that really stands out to you, whether it was you know, a discovery that you made or something that resulted from your research? Um, interesting question. Um, yeah, I mean, um, discovering new things always has its wow moment and yeah. um, it really is a fun thing to do you, when you know that you're the only person in the world that's had that idea and you might even think it's important and everyone should know about it. Um, and uh, so the first thing you do is you make sure that the idea is not a load of rubbish <laughs> in your mind and then you go and convince other people and uh, they might uh, be unconvinced for a year or two. Um, but that's that's the process by which uh, things happen, usually a bit of intuition, then a lot of hard work and then some work convincing other people and um, so one example is uh, this definition of what what is heat, how, how much heat is contained in a kilogram of seawater. And we've struggled with that for a century, actually, and we've just, all of us have just used previous assumptions that have been around for a century. And people over the years have, have thought about it, struggled, made some approximations, didn't really get anywhere. And one day... It was actually on one of my birthdays. I was swimming before breakfast 
in a freshwater pond uh, near Boston. And uh, it came to me to try something else, a different different variable. And before morning tea that day, I knew it was a goer. Um, at the time, I was just trying to improve things by a factor of two or so. And it turned out, you know, after a lot of hard work, um, that this was actually a fact, this idea was a factor of 100 uh, better. Oh, wow. And so, so really, it's put that issue to bed. You know, we don't have to worry about that anymore. It's like we've all adopted that. In fact, um, the every nation on earth, their intergovernmental oceanographic commission in Paris uh, in 2009 adopted that definition of heat content and temperature. So um, that's a sort of a long process from an initial idea when you're swimming before breakfast to actually changing the way that it's defined in the in the world. I, yes, I can imagine. And that's a really, really cool story for how you sort of initially came up with that. That's really interesting. Um, and I know that your work is uh, important for climate research and climate change research. Can you tell me a little bit about why exactly that is? Yes, yeah, so um, going back to these neutral or these directions of, of strong mixing, having defined what they were in terms of, you know, mathematics, um, we then had to uh, find practical ways that people could could find these surfaces in their oceanographic data from their ships. And uh, we've done that. Um, but it's also these ideas have been taken on board uh, in the ocean and climate models so that the direction of mixing is is now correct. Um, another example is um, a very fundamental thing that I had no idea was going to pay off like it has, and that is asking the question, what is an appropriate um, average velocity, average speed? And if you just measure the, temp the, the velocity or the speed at a certain point in the ocean, you'd come up with one answer. Um, but really what we want is we want the average speed, uh, not just at that point, we want the average speed of parcels of a certain temperature. And when you bias the averaging in that way, um, you get a, a quite a fundamentally different uh, velocity. And um, for instance, in the Southern Ocean, the where you thought the mean flow was like zero going northwards is actually going north. Uh, and that's... That's important for the transport of heat. So what what began as a very fundamental uh, exercise in filling up lots of pages of mathematics um, actually paid off in a way that no one really, or well, I certainly didn't envisage, because up to that point we'd struggled to get ocean and climate models uh, overcoming their various problems that we knew were there. We, we, had, we attacked them with little ideas we had and none of the ideas worked and then this idea from left field was the explanation of what worked yeah you can read more about oceans climate change and physics on our website cosmosmagazine.com this podcast is produced by the royal institution of australia in adelaide on ghana land the royal institution of australia is a not-for-profit whose mission is to communicate science widely as a key to a better world. We do this through our stories, which are turned into educational resources. 
teaching the scientists of tomorrow about the science of today in classrooms across Australia. Support us by subscribing to Cosmos Magazine, Australia's last print science magazine, and Cosmos Weekly, its sister e-publication. Thank you.